Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with David Gurra this morning, Tom Keene. Remains on vacation. We can't tell you where he is, but the the hint we were giving out yesterday is that uh, they drive on the left hand side. <laughs> so that's that's three clues. We'll come up with a new one today uh, uh, for you. And as as the great where is Tom Keene search continues, uh, Tom is missing a lot this morning. And if you haven't been with us for the last half hour, you have missed a lot. Abbott going to buy St Jude Medical. This is a twenty five billion dollar deal, cash and shares. AbbVie is going to acquire the cancer drug maker StemCentrics. That one's a $5.8 billion deal. Also cash in shares, another $4 billion at play, depending on what they call certain regulatory issues. And Ford out with a record profit and earnings of $0.68 cents a share. The forecast was for $0.48, cents, so a major beat for the Dearborn folks and uh, we are also watching Deutsche Bank this morning. Surprise profit in the first quarter. Legal expenses drop. Trading better than forecast. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world of national headlines. Mike, David, thank you very much. Italian prosecutors say a Moroccan-born man living in Italy was ordered to carry out terror attacks focusing especially on Rome. Prosecutors say that investigators intercepted communication between the man and a fighter with the Islamic State group. Senator John McCain proposed legislation to make it easier for vets to access medical care. McCain says the bill would remove the restriction that veterans can go outside the VA system if they want more than 30 days or more to have a 40-mile access to a VA facility. It's important that we allow every veteran, no matter where they are geographically, to access to the health care of their choice. Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz has named Carly Fiorina as his running mate. Cruz made the announcement yesterday, even though he is mathematically unable to become the nominee through the regular voting process. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. And for that, we turn to John Stasher. All right, Mike, the Islanders' first second-round playoff game in 23 years, a success at Tampa Bay. Three first-period goals, two by Shane Prince, one of those with three seconds left in the period. First-round hero John Tavera scored second period on the power play, his sixth and seventh playoff games. The Islanders held on. They won 5-3. They'll play game two Saturday. Nashville advances 2-1 in Anaheim, fourth year in a row. The Ducks have had a 3-2 lead and lost the series. NBA, Steph Curry lists Golden State Warriors won easily. Over Houston, 114-81, win the series 4-1. Curry only played a game and a half. Portland won game five over the banged-up L.A. Clippers, 108-98. Charlotte won 90-88 at Miami. Blazers and Hornets were both down 2-0, now go home with 3-2 lead. City Field, Mets made the most of their five hits. Mike Conforto, two-run double. Yet another homer for Neil Walker, now tied for the Major League lead with nine. Mets beat Cincinnati 5-2, their sixth win in a row. Yankees managed just seven hits, three by Alex Rodriguez back in the lineup who hit career home run number 690. But Elvis Andrews runs scoring triple 639. CC Sabathia gave Texas a 3-2 win. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashow. Thank you, John. Well, we're watching a lot of deals this morning, and uh, we're watching some reaction to it. Abbott uh, down 5% right now. St. Jude Medical 
shares are up 27 percent. And uh, uh, we're also watching AbbVie. Uh, those shares are uh, falling a little bit as they buy STEM-centric. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee along with David Gura. All the deals haven't really given a boost to the markets. S&P futures down 17 points right now. That is a deterioration from where we were earlier this morning, eight-tenths of a percent. Dow futures off by 157 points, nine-tenths of a percent. It is time now for the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report, brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Well, SpaceX uh, yesterday announced plans for the first ever private mission to Mars. The company says it will announce it will launch an unmanned Dragon 2 spacecraft as early as 2018. New York lawmakers proposing legislation that would allow police officers to use a so-called textilizer to deter texting while driving. The device similar to a breathalyzer would allow officers arriving at the scene of a crash to field test a driver's cell phone to see if it had been used for multitasking prior to the accident. Scientists in Spain have successfully created human sperm from skin cells. Researchers from the Valencia Infertility Institute, working with Stanford University, altered mature skin cells by introducing the genes for gamete formation. The breakthrough could be a game-changer for the treatment of infertility. And the U.S. House yesterday unanimously approved legislation requiring authorities to obtain a warrant before acquiring emails or cloud data. This reverses a 1986 law which previously held emails and other information stored in the cloud for more than six months to be discarded and therefore accessible without a warrant. And that's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. David? Mike, thanks so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Surveillance here on Bloomberg Radio. I'm David Gura in for Tom Keen with Michael McKee. I want to bring in now Axel Merck, CIO of Merck Investments. Obviously, the cup of central bank news runneth over. And let's start with the Bank of Japan. We've become so familiar with the Kuroda surprise. There is also a trademark element of, of patience or wanting patience and dependence on data. And it seems like uh, that is, at the very least, what we saw here overnight. The Bank of Japan deciding it is not going to do anything more at this juncture. Good morning. Well, if you think about the, a few days ago, the trial balloon was raised where the banks will get um, negative interest rates. Technically, that's not so easy to do. I mean, a trial balloon went great, if you're the Bank of Japan anyway, but it doesn't mean you can turn on a dime and just implement it. And so they need to have their bureaucrats and pencil pushers figured out to do it. Um, they're probably calling Draghi every minute they are jointly awake to try to figure it out. Uh, remember, Draghi is this intellectual genius who thinks he can, with his brain, single-handedly fix the Eurozone, <laughs> and he's a little too smart for his own good. Well, Kuroda is, is in a different camp. He knows how to print, 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 but um, he will need to get some advice on how to do it. And so I think the, the idea is certainly not off the table for them, but they just need a time, and the market um, obviously isn't very patient. Obviously, it's not very patient. When you look at the yen, 10807. A 3% move on the day in Euro yen, 122.70, just about 3% as well. Is that going to continue? Is, uh, is the yen going to continue to strengthen? That's a good question. I, I, the, let's put it this way. Central banks for years have been trying to coerce the markets just with their talk. 
forward guidance, they call it more academically. And at some point, it hasn't worked anymore. Draghi's noticed that. The Fed has noticed that. Uh, the Bank of Japan has noticed it. So, so uh, the traders are pretty much on their own. They have no know that they can test Kuroda in particular. Um, and by the way, one other thing that's happened in Japan is um, the, the previous time when they moved to negative territory, they destroyed liquidity, uh, very different from what, what Draghi has done in the ECB. And so this, uh, the, the, the trial balloon was kind of a relief rally. But yes, the pressure is for the yen to get stronger for the time being. And especially, let's think about where we've come in the equity markets. We've had such a rally in recent months that risk-off is really um, a likely choice, let's put it this way, and the risk-off environment historically began as well. Now, the only caveat to that is, of course, the yen has rallied so much, so it's not going to maybe serve quite as much as a buffer. But, yes, in the, in the coming weeks, I think the pressure is more upward, um, stronger yen than, than weaker yen. Governor Kuroda here is saying he, he doesn't see a, a limit to monetary policy. Do you expect a move some point later this year? Well, central bankers never see a limit to right, what they do, and they always <laughs> double down on policies that don't work. Um, and, and yes, I mean, given that the trial balloon worked, um, I believe they'll be studying how they can do it. I mean, the, the problem is, of course, is they are at the limit. Um, and, and so what what do you do? They've destroyed liquidity in their markets, and now they wanted to push the currency down. It's not working so well. Uh, and, and so, yes, they'll try to figure out something with negative rates. Uh, what's going to be the most important central bank to investors as the year goes on, you're talking about the possibility of additional uh, moves on the easing side from the Bank of Japan. Uh, there is a, still a forecast for at least one move from the Fed on the tightening side, and the European Central Bank could go either way, I guess. Well, uh, to just play devil's advocate, I think the, 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 the important thing is exactly the opposite of what you're talking about. The important thing is that maybe the Fed is more towards the end of its tightening cycle and that some other central banks are more towards the end of the easing cycle. Uh, remember, Draghi has said he's not going to go any lower. Look at the Swedes. The Swedes decided to start their tapering. They they print every time they announce something, but they announced less. And and so the the reason why the dollar has been weakening, amongst others, is precisely because we've been thinking that, oh, the Fed is going to raise rates to the stratosphere, and it's not happening. The Fed is going to be firmly behind the curve, only raise rates as inflation picks up. That means that real interest rates are not going to move higher. And in the rest of the world, yep, Corona is going to, have a fit and try to do something. I wouldn't exactly call that policy. Um, and and in the eurozone, Mr. Draghi is now focusing on bank earnings more than the euro. And and with that, he has really le- very little incentive to go more negative. Axel Merck is with us from Merck Investments. Uh, he's the president and uh, chief investment officer. We'll continue our conversation with him. We, we're talking about the yen. We haven't talked about uh, his favorite subject, gold. Uh, we'll get to that in uh, our next segment here on Bloomberg. Uh, right now, we are watching futures deteriorate. It's uh, Merger Thursday. A lot of big combinations are being announced, but that's not creating any confidence in the markets. S&P futures lower by 16. Dow futures lower by 152. This is Bloomberg. We'll continue our conversation with Axel Merck, and then later at 8.30, the government announces its GDP figures for the first quarter. Nariman Baravish of IHS will help break them down for us.